Hello, and welcome to the Bowtie Convo podcast, where we discuss diversity and inclusion trends, ideas, and concepts locally and globally with everyday leaders and humans just like you. Our goal with this podcast is to educate, empower, and inspire others to create an ecosystem of inclusion, one conversation at a time. Here is our host, Dr. Bowtie Todd. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome, 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 welcome. I am your host, Dr. Todd Jenkins, best known as Dr. Bowtie Todd, and I am so excited to bring to you our first episode of the Bowtie Convo podcast. Now, maybe to some of your disappointments, this will not be a podcast of the greatest fashion tips of bow ties or why they're cool, because I do believe bow ties are cool. But however, this is a podcast for everyone, everyone that's want and would like to be a part of the conversation. It is a mission. It is a movement to create a space, a ecosystem for all humans to belong and thrive one bow tie combo at a time. So for my first episodes, I would like to showcase to you the importance and the story behind the bow tie and the movement. I will take you through my philosophy, the creative yet simple acronym shared all across the world, how it came to be and how it has helped me in my everyday life throughout engagement with conversations, experiences, and even self-discovery. So you may be asking, why the bow tie or why a bow tie philosophy? So I must tell you, I created this bow tie philosophy based on how intrigued people were about this necktie, this necktie I choose to wear on an average week around at least three to four times, either while at work or in the airport, grocery store, or given a seminar. I am constantly asked or I even receive a comment about my bow tie, like, where did I get it? Did I tie it myself? Or comments such as simple as, I like your bow tie. You know, you're rocking a bow tie, you're rocking a bow tie. Uh, So I I really, really have seen and um, heard various comments around um, the bow tie. And I would say about 15 to 20 times a month of engagement due to a necktie. Uh, also, it's not just local, you know, like I say, it's about when I go to other states or other parts of the world, I still receive commentary and curiosity. Um, so when I travel across the globe, and I mean, through, due to this, I've learned some different perspectives of the bow tie or even meanings of the bow tie or this necktie, if you will, based on the regions or cultures in the world. Like, for example, when I went to South America, It was referred to as a butterfly or while in Asia, I heard it pronounced as Botox, (laughs) but whether it's Asia or South America or um, any other places in the world, you know, when it came to like professions um, or identities, uh, people went as far as to say that I reminded them of their favorite teacher 
or a doctor or an African-American Muslim uh, or simply just a fun person. So I must say that I've, I've received several different uh, pronounced, um, how people pronounce the bow tie or the meaning of the bow tie. And however, the bow tie takes its shape or meaning. I notice people are not afraid to engage or initiate a conversation due to the necktie. Uh, majority of times, they I assume that they come in with positive intent. I wonder, I wonder, and I started to think, if the world can have more conversations out of curiosity and respect for each other, just as people have done with me, when they don't really know me that well, how we can all probably, just probably, work towards the greater good if we just start with the conversation and positive intent. As a researcher, I investigated how minority professionals perceive their supervisor in the workplace. This is what my dissertation and my research area focus on. One of the most common misperceptions was surrounding around the theme of cultural intelligence and societal barriers. This common barrier was imposed on the supervisor due to the lack of or willingness to converse about the topics within these areas. So I took a deeper, a deeper look. Majority of the respondents were open to the conversation about differences or the difficult, the difficult topics, but they just did not know how to have the conversation. So what I did is I created, once again, a simple bow tie model or philosophy to help you do just that. So here's my short and simple acronym of the bow tie, which could help you during conversations, presentations, or any opportunities to engage. So let's get started. The first letter of the bow tie is B. So B stands for be mentally present. Now, of course, we see individuals every day physically or virtually present during the conversation, but that does not mean that they're always mentally there. A study by Harvard University psychologists concluded that we spend 46% of our waking hours thinking about something other than what we're actually doing. While this is a cognitive achievement in itself, it consumes mental energy and has other costs too. <laughs> when our mind is wondering, we are less happy. Did you know that? When our mind is wondering, our relationships are a little more shallow and people around us don't feel heard when our mind is wondering. Trust me, I've seen this in my day-to-day -day lives uh, in my own interaction. The truth is that our own mental dialogue is the greatest obstacle to being able to listen. Learning to be present require the same dedication and practice you devote to your body, like for example, in the gym. And so being mentally present, I definitely wanna give you three things that you can take away uh, how to be more mentally present in conversation, uh, how you can be more mentally present in conversation. And these are things you can practice in, in every interaction. So here's my top three. 
Number one, when you begin a conversation, try imagining that you're turning off a switch that relates to the last task or the next one. And imagine turning on a switch that relates to the conversation you're in. Sports professionals use the same mental prompt to remind them to stay in the present moment. At the end of the interaction, you need to remember to switch off again and switch your attention on for whatever you're doing next. This process, which continues throughout your day, will strengthen your your attention. So that's number one to practice. Put this and make a note. Now, number two, practice mindful conversation. Slow down, breathe, put your phone away. (laughs) Think about the space and scheduling uh, in your day when you're having conversation. As you become more present, you become more acute and aware or acutely aware of the way your thoughts interrupt your attention. The best you can aim for is to keep noticing when your focus drifts away and to back bring it back to the conversation you're in. This is a conscious choice and becomes easier each time you exercise this. Practice mindful conversation. And then last but not least, another huge step, if at all possible, start the conversation on a positive note. For example, your body gestures and your tone matter. You can do something simple as a smile, a smile. I've learned in my work and I've learned in my day-to-day, a small step can make a a huge difference. A small step can make a huge difference by smiling and showing your teeth while you have them. So the first letter of bow tie, B, mentally present. The next letter of bow tie after B is O. (laughs) O, open to new ideas. Stay open to new ideas and remain curious. When I say open, I mean just that. In every conversation, you don't always have to agree, but it's something, and it is a state where you can come in with the come into the conversation with an open mind and open heart, showing the person, group, or idea empathy and compassion. Also, understand that you may agree to disagree. I have seen many conversations don't get this far due to preconceived notions, stereotypes, or biases. I challenge you to be curious, dig deeper, and ask questions. Curiosity also shows the other person that you're engaged, you're mentally present, and you have an interest in the conversation. We must learn to ask more questions and unpack the surface. Curiosity about how and why other people arrive at their values, especially in beliefs within any spaces, can lead to better solutions, understanding, and even appreciation. Most times, our biases get in the way of how our openness is heard or how we hear someone else with our next phase of the bow tie. So here's three quick things you can do to practice to be more open. Number one, ask open-ended questions to explore your curiosity. Number two, decide to listen and listen to understand 
I'm going to say that again. Decide to listen and listen to understand will help with openness. I've heard of this expression, listen twice and speak once. Listen twice with both your ears and speak once. And last but not least, practice patience. If you get in the moments where you disagree with emotions, et cetera, or you stuck with a WTF moment, (laughs) don't forget, remember to be curious, more curious and less furious. This will help you with the bow tie conversation. Now to the next letter. The letter W, willingness, willingness to share your own story and own your truth. Now, this could be a tough one because how much you may choose to share could be due to how comfortable you are to do so based on your culture, environment, timing, and space. However, life experiences shape who we are and sharing stories can help bridge gaps and encourage mutual respect. Conversations become just that when it is a exchange, we are exchanging. And it's powerful when you're able to share your own story. Because I really believe everyone has one. You You have your own story. You may have to find your voice and decipher what you wish to share. However, conversations become just that when it is an exchange. It's a powerful when you're able to share your own story because everyone has one. You may have to find your voice or decipher what you wish to share. However, when the time comes, it is incredible and sometimes relieving. Trust me, once again, it is relieving when you're able to own your story and share it. This is one of the most rewarding parts of my experience within the inclusion space, being able to hear so many unique stories and break down so many stereotypes and biases of my own. So I want to share three things you can do to practice on your willingness to share your own story and your truth. Number one, reflect and understand your story. If you don't share your story, someone else will, or if you don't write your story, someone else will. So reflect, understand, and be the curator of your story. Number two, practice emotional intelligence to understand what should be shared or not based on your conversation. Because so many times, depending on the situation, you may choose, as I said earlier, what to share or if to share based on the timing. Last but not least, Also understand vulnerability is an act of courage. Vulnerability is an act of courage because you merge with your identic self instead of hiding behind a facet to appease others. Now you are engaged, open, and willing to exchange. Well, bow tie does not Stop there. It only stop with the bow, B-O-W. So the next layer is the most productive part. T-I-E, tie, the knot, the knot in the middle. And I have really seen that 
most people do not like to wear bow ties or the ones who would love to wear a bow tie, they always ask me, how do I make this knot in the middle? Or sometimes that's the most challenging part. And I've seen this is usually the most challenging part of a conversation or presentation. How can you tie it all together? The outcome. This is where learning takes place, personal or professional. Uh, I can see outcomes are action plans or something simple for a follow-up later to continue the conversation or engagement. Don't forget, it could also be an outcome of just listening or no new information to put in your toolkit. However, at least you made it this far in the conversation. So somehow, most people don't because of fear, the lack of opportunity, intolerance, or they just don't know how to engage and they're not comfortable or they're more comfortable with the autopilot. I do believe this philosophy can apply to conversations, as I said earlier, engaging in presentations, day-to-day operations at work, or just paying attention to your own inner circle, including yourself. And I believe if we strive to be O-W, tie, bow tie it daily as a practice, T together, we can achieve I inclusive, E excellence, one bow tie combo at a time. Now it may be cheesy and it may be simple. However, be mentally present, O to new ideas, willing to share your own perspective, most importantly, tie it together. And as we go through these episodes and these podcasts, journey together, I hope that we will engage, unravel, and connect so we can create spaces, an ecosystem of inclusion for all humans to belong and thrive. I look forward to this journey Stay tuned for our next episode for our first guest. Thank you for listening to the Bowtie Convo podcast with Dr. Bowtie Todd. You can find Dr. Bowtie Todd online at bowtieleadership.com. If you like the podcast, share it with a friend or colleague, and please rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Have a great day.